This is the Prove Yourself Right podcast. Thank you for tuning in to this episode. We hope that you find it encouraging, motivational, and beneficial to you in your day-to-day walk. For all your Prove Yourself Right needs, please follow us on all social media platforms. Also become a subscriber through ACAST, which you can find in a link in our descriptions and our bios through our social medias. Thank you for your time. Thank you for supporting the Prove Yourself Right podcast. Enjoy this episode. Welcome to another episode of the Prove Yourself Right podcast, and I'm your host, Jonathan Rhodes, and I have my beautiful co-host, Shay, here with me. How you doing, Shay? I'm doing great. Excited to be here. Excited about the word today. Yes, and we're going to bring y'all another Sunday sermon from Pastor Darius of the Change Church. Thank you mm-hmm. again, Pastor Darius, for this great message, and every Sunday, you're always on time and delivering of everything we need to carry us out into the week. So thank you for that. Yes, for sure. And the title of today's sermon is What a Man. What a Man. And it came from First Theologians chapter 5, verse 11. Yeah. So first thing I wrote down was good is good enough for God. Yeah. Encouraging others is an asset to self-growth. So when pastor started off the sermon, uh, I forget the guidelines he was speaking of, but it was on the guidelines of those two points, encouraging others and good is good enough for God. And what I unpack with that, first off, good good is good enough for God. Sometimes we, we put too much emphasis on getting everything right or to the T or past our best, I would mm-hmm. say. Understand that your best is good enough and God understands yeah, you might have wanted to do better. Maybe next time you'll do better. But this time, that was acceptable. Don't beat yourself up over it. So that's what I unpacked with that. And the second thing, encouraging others is an asset to self-growth. Um, I should have been understood this as I've done camps with kids and coached kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the fulfillment I get from that. And I took it even level three just of being the good friend to my friends now yeah, is a thing that I'm starting to reap benefits from if, if you get where I'm coming from. It, it's better for my energy. It's better for mm-hmm. my, my mentality for myself. Like when you can find a way to encourage others, even in times that's good for you or bad for you. For sure. If you can find a way to find a good feeling of encouraging other people, it'll take your life into a whole nother dimension that you ain't even tapped into. So I'm glad Pastor unpacked that for us to start it off. And I'm going to unpack one more thing, baby, before I let you have it. All right. He also said, sometimes I know what to do. I just needed some encouragement. Yeah. And that's where encouraging others elevates your life. At. You just never know what your words, even if you are a person of, what is it, status, I would say. If yeah. You, if you have or don't have status. Mm-hmm. You have purpose to somebody within your realm or, and within your life. Oh, so absolutely. you might not always have a status, but your purpose is always felt and needed for somebody that uh, is connected to you. So don't ever downplay it because if you are one of those people that don't seem to be as encouraging, people tend to shy away from you and you tend to lose people and lose opportunities mm-hmm. based on your openness. Is that what you would call it, right? Being yeah. open? Yeah. So past un- unpacked a lot. Sometimes I know what to do. I just needed some encouragement. Uh, Shana every day. It's some stuff I get stuck on and I be like, man. Or some stuff I'm in procrastination about that she just gives me that extra nudge mm-hmm. and gets me past it. Two, sometimes if it was just me and up to me, 
some of us would happen or wouldn't happen and it wouldn't I wouldn't feel any other way about it. And some of us are missing out because of that mindset I just spoke of right Absolutely. You rather miss out on it or let it happen lackadaisically or at an inconvenient time than just getting it done with priority and with um what is the word? Intention. With intention, yeah. yeah. No, I think you hit on something so key that you just said. Like, I like the elements that you just hit on as mm -hmm. well. When Pastor said, good is good enough for God, because I, he also talked about, you know, obsession with being perfect. And it's a very cultural thing, mm -hmm. you know, that we we are fed often. And we got to be mindful of that because there's beauty in the imperfection. And being imperfect is why we lean on God, you know. So that I really love. But when you said that aside from status, we've all got purpose with those that are around us, the mm. people in our lives. I think that is so critical. You know, I think it's easy to downplay our own world or what we bring to our world. But for me, what I've come to realize, what's important to me is make sure the people that are closest to me are good. Mm -hmm. And if I can do everything I can to push and encourage them with what we're talking about, then I feel like I'm doing something right, you know? So with you and with like my parents or with close friends, like I think if I can, leave a good lasting mark or give any of you a boost in the right direction mm -hmm. or remind you how excellent you are. Like when I tell you how special you are and I say that not it being romantic, but just in seeing you, like really mm -hmm. seeing you and seeing the impact you leave in other people. I think it's important to tell you that. Do right. you know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. I'm well aware of what it's like to feel discouraged and I'm well aware of what it's like to feel low and not know where to pull from. You know, so I don't downplay anymore, like mm -hmm. I may have before, how important it is to tell the people that are close to me, like you, that I'm like, when I say things like, you're special, you got this, there's no one else like you. Oh, you just unpacked so much and you unpacked what I'm gonna take into my next statement. Mm -hmm. uh, you were encouraging because you've been discouraged. You said that in a, in a sense of yeah. what you're saying. Mm -hmm. You've been so discouraged, like if you can just encourage somebody else to not be in your situation, mm -hmm. that's a... That's a fulfilling moment for you. Yeah. You're doing what pastor called practical teaching. Mm -hmm. Using reality to help understand spirituality. Yeah. And in a sense, spirituality all can go across the board. So what mm -hmm. Shayna is using is personal experience to explain a situation. Mm -hmm. But in the sense, pastor was talking about using reality to understand spirituality. It's um Even Shayna is explaining that right now. I'm going to unpack it for y'all. She's showing somebody else how blessed they are through her life experience. He was like, man, I, I was in that same situation you are, you were in mm -hmm. and you done came out of it like, well, you should be happy for yourself than talking the situation. We yeah. all know it was a bad situation, but now you out. Like, live and flourish in your accomplishment. Absolutely. So that's what Shayna was just doing right there. That's called practical teaching. And what Pastor made me unpack about that is my podcast. I try to use practical teaching because that's how a pastor taught me. That's how I learned so smoothly. Mm -hmm. He explained stuff in the, uh, he explained situations in these realistic ways that I was like, man, I never understood scripture and the Bible in mm -hmm. such detailed ways until he started putting them into these real life situations and real life understandings. And, um, yeah, it, it, it almost makes you go into, I'm going to lead into my next point into how we unpack ourselves. Yeah. So, pastor was talking about today um still on the the realm of men but we're talking across the board it's not gender specific he's just talking about man as in human mm -hmm. so he was talking about the men specifically now we're talking about men specific how it's hard for us to manage 
things in our life, mm -hmm. uh, emotions and feelings. Mm -hmm. and he was going through the Marvel series, so I need y'all to keep up with me. I gotta unpack all this as I'm going. The Marvel series, he was using characters. Yeah. So the character that displayed the man that Pastor wanted to unpack right now was anger. And who did he use the character? He used the Incredible Hope. Yeah. So this is how you unpack anger from a man's perspective as in gender. I mean, Y'all stay with me now. I know I'm unpacking a lot. And I gotta make sure, because I don't want people to feel like I'm just saying, oh, well, that apply to women too. I'm, I want y'all to understand what's male specific and what's gender specific. Yeah. And how I'm speaking. Mm -hmm. Now, back to the point. So he used the Incredible Hope, y'all. And this is what he was saying. A man trying to manage anger, not allowing anger to manage him. Yeah. Been there. And now I got to unpack it on a level three, level five. Because and the reason I'm going level five, because I'm in an entity, a professional athlete playing football, that anger is accepted and anger is warranted. Yeah. So now I'm going to unpack it how Pastor was just talking about the general man. Men, we're out here trying to manage anger and not allow it to manage us in a world that fluctuates. Yeah. Sometimes you support it. Sometimes you're not support it. Sometimes you like, sometimes you're not like. Sometimes you're up, sometimes you're down. Sometimes you're financially up, sometimes you're financially down. Sometimes you're emotionally up. So I'm just trying to get y'all to understand the roller coaster that we go through. Absolutely. So now... Trying to manage that and prioritize your life, it gets tough. Mm -hmm. And the reason Pastor used Incredible Hope, the Incredible Hope now, now I'm gonna unpack the lecture to y'all. Uh, Bruce Banner was just a man. <laughs> Who is Bruce Banner? If y'all don't keep up with the Marvel series, I'm probably blowing y'all mind with all these names right now. Y'all know who uh, who Bruce Banner is? That's the Incredible Hope. Yeah. <laughs> but we're looking at them as two different people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> when the Incredible Hope is one person. Now we use two different names because uh, reference points. I, yeah, I ain't got time yeah. to unpack that for y'all. Mm -hmm. But what we're saying, Bruce Banner and Incredible Hope is the same person, but they're reciprocated different. But why? Because how they manage anger. Mm -hmm. When Bruce Banner, the man, gets overly fluxed, gets in tense situations, when things don't go his way uh, per se, he gets angry. And yeah. when he gets angry, the point pastor's making... I'm sorry it took me so long to get here, y'all. <laughs> we turned into a different person. Yeah. And not not just a different side of ourselves, a different person. Yeah. When Bruce Banner gets upset, he turns into the Incredible Hope who can't be told nothing. He just does what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. Probably don't mean ill will by it, but he's so angry, some people gonna get hurt for no reason. Mm -hmm. But he gonna Hulk smash everything until he's until he come back down and go back into that <laughs> that human body or that mm -hmm. human form again. So what Pastor was trying to get us to unpack, um, going into my next one. This is my next thing I wrote down. If it isn't extreme, it doesn't get the same attention or acknowledgement. Yeah. Now I know, stay with me y'all, the human man Bruce Banner got mad and then turned green every time. <laughs> I know he did. Ain't no way every little thing tick you off you turn green. So I know it was a fine line between what it was that made him angry enough to turn into the Hulk and what made him angry enough to stay Bruce Banner and manage his situation. Stay with me, y'all. Mm -hmm. So now, Pastor made me get that because I was like, man, I get that wholeheartedly. <laughs> Make me angry on that football field. I will do everything in my power to rip a leg and an arm and a nose off you. Yeah. It's just part of the entity. Make me angry out here in the world. Probably won't rip an arm and a leg off you. I'm going to handle the situation in a high intense, um, in a high intense, 
Like manner. Manner. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm looking for good words, babe. Thank you. I need you. Yeah. In a high intense manner, but it ain't gonna be an arm and a leg rip off, call mm -hmm. the police, call the ambulance. So y'all get what I'm saying? Why are we out here trying to make these two different people when managing when managing them? Mm -hmm. Manage them the same person, the same way. Yeah. Manage that person as a, a specific person. Because when we break them into two entities, you can't control two two different people when you when you give them different avenues. Yeah. And when you come at them with different graces and different tolerances and different things of that nature. So if you're going to tolerate it in one instance, you got to tolerate it in the other one mm -hmm. and vice versa. If you're not going to tolerate it in a low instance, don't also don't tolerate it at a high instance. Mm -hmm. So bad is bad, basically what I'm trying to say. I'm going to um, let Shayna have it because I'm, I'm going in. But bad is bad and wrong is wrong. If you're going to discipline a kid for being wrong, if one kid steals and another one robs the bank, it should be the same wrong. Both of them should have some disciplinary action. Yeah. Now, one is, of course, going to come with more consequences, but both of them should get disciplinary action. One shouldn't get brushed off. That's what Pastor is saying right now. Sometimes, if it isn't extreme enough, it doesn't get the same attention or acknowledgement. Sometimes we'll sweep some stuff under the rug, and then when that person comes out and do the extreme thing, mm -hmm. put them in jail. No, you should have taught them that it was a standard before it got to a out of control situation. Absolutely. So we gotta make sure if we're gonna set standards in place, the standard is the standard. And that's all I gotta say about that. No, I love it. And I like that you talked about the Incredible Hulk because I think Pastor was doing a really good job of showing us like the hero and the human, you mm. know, and like like you said, manage both. You know, mm -hmm. like it isn't just, it's not about separating them. It's about managing both and recognizing that all of us have this duality about ourselves. You know, we've got this side of us that we would say is our best version of mm -hmm. ourselves. And then we got the side of us that maybe isn't necessarily the best version or the more most um, efficient version of ourselves. Like you know, it. like not our best selves. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think it was important for us to talk about that because it's then acknowledging that we're, we're both. And how you, you know, manage the not so favorable side is by being really well versed in that side as well. Mm -hmm. Like by acknowledging, like you said, the things that make that person become incredible Hulk. Acknowledging the things for me that make me feel dark and down. I need to know all those things very well if I don't want to be that person too no, often. Knowing your triggers, huh? Absolutely, like it's knowing your triggers and the same goes for the good side. I need to know all the things very well mm -hmm. that help me show up as my very best self. You know, I think that's what Pastor was really trying to say. Like in our self-discovery, we become closer to God because when you know the parts that you may not be so proud of, yeah. you can still give yourself the grace and the love because you know God's gonna give you that grace and love anyway. And before I let you finish, babe, mm -hmm. we gotta unpack that triggers aren't always negative. Yeah. Because I, yeah. I sometimes feel like when I hear trigger, it's always triggering anger. And mm -hmm. anger always pops in my head. But why? I know my triggers that make me happy as well. Absolutely. If somebody do this, yeah. oh, that it, that excites me or mm -hmm. does that. Those are triggers also. So we got to also unpack how we understand when we hear certain words that may be um, words that are on the lesser than spectrum, but don't always apply to something negative. Absolutely. No, I think that's. Absolutely right. Like, I couldn't agree more. I think you hit something really important there, too. And, and I just think all of it is really about, like, self-discovery and, like, taking the work to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, we unpack a lot. You know, I don't know that people know how much we unpack. Yeah. I love it. It's the psychologist in me. Like, I have a real, genuine desire to, 
you know, unpack and know more about people mm -hmm. and then having it be you because I just love you and I think you're so great. 100%. I have more incentive, right? There's more desire, invested desire to like understand the layers of you mm. as you are this onion. But we unpack a lot, yeah. you know, we unpack a lot and we get down to nitty gritty about a lot of things. And I think that's what makes some of the stuff that Pastor talks about hit and resonate so heavy for for me that it's like, wow, it's as if he knows our conversation <laughs> and he knows the elements and the areas that we're trying to do better in when he talks about certain things. And the, the part that I thought about is when he mentioned Spider-Man and he talked about empathy uh -huh. and he was like, you know, doing nothing leads to death. Oh, unpack that for him, baby. Hey, listen, I didn't get it till I got it. Unpack that I, for him, baby. I, he just, when he talked about it as a plant, like buy a plant, don't do anything to it, leave it there, it'll die. You know, and he's like, dreams can die when you do nothing to feed those dreams. Those goals are never accomplished if you do nothing to obtain those goals. Mm. I think sometimes we get so caught up in doing the right thing or not doing the wrong thing, I should say, that we forget that the fear of doing the wrong thing sometimes keeps us in an area where we don't do anything mm. or at least not enough of the right thing of what Pastor said. Right. You know, and that just hit home for me because I think it's human of us to be distracted by the devil when the devil uses fear, yep. when the devil doesn't want you to, you know, he tells you this bad thing's gonna happen or that bad thing's gonna happen. If you go there, this is gonna happen. And so instead of being more mature and being more intentional with the places you do choose to go, mm -hmm. you just choose to go nowhere. Right. You know, and I think that choosing to go nowhere, the devil still wins. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what Pastor really made clear that in life, when we're managing our emotions and trying to, get to the root of the things that make us who we are or that don't make us who we are supposed to be, mm -hmm. it really ties into, you know, what actions are you really taking and what actions aren't you? And I just want to piggyback with Ray. You're talking so much good stuff. I want to get in on the Spider-Man. He said, it's not that he's doing wrong, the wrong thing. He's just not doing enough of the right thing. <sighs> and you unpack empathy perfect. Or uh, apathy. Mm -hmm. You unpack apathy perfectly. But I want to add this into it because it's some of us out there that's living a good life. And like I said, no, because I don't want y'all to think I'm contradicting myself. Good is good enough for God. Mm -hmm. Listen to what I'm saying. though. You're living so good and so comfortable that you're not even taking the other good steps. You're just staying in that realm of good, which is actually not the right thing to do. <laughs> it's like... And I like these, like I said, we already talking practical teachings. So I'm, I'm going to teach it like this, and this is what I mean by it. If you see a man and a woman arguing, and the man is verbally abusing the woman, and you say, hey, man, that's enough. And he's like, hey, man, mind your business. And you go on and mind your business. You did good. You did the right thing. I ain't saying you did the wrong thing. I ain't saying you should have done a little bit more, but you should have made sure the situation got defused, because then... You would have took it where it needed to be taken. Now, mm -hmm. I'm going to give y'all the same analogy in a different way. Now, y'all don't understand what I mean. Same man arguing with a woman. You walk up on the situation. Now, before you get to say something, he snatches her. Now, what's your reaction? You go over there and probably, if you're a man like me, you're going to snatch him. So, why did why did the other situation not get handled? He was verbally, it was verbal abuse. Yeah. No physical, but 
I'm, I'm trying to get y'all to think level three with me, y'all. Why when we see it, oh, I gotta go react. But he was verbally the words that we ain't gonna speak on this podcast. He done said everything. Had the woman crying, distraught, and you didn't you didn't go concern you didn't go dead the situation like you did that physical altercation situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Y'all get where I'm coming from? Stay with me. We'll we'll be like, ah, oh, I said my piece. Hopefully they. It, it gets handled, but when it got physical, you made sure it got handled. You separated them up. You made sure they went and left in different cars and all this. Mm-hmm. Why don't we put that same energy into the verbal conversations? Yeah. So it goes back, uh, or the verbal altercations, I should say. It goes back to what I said about what Pastor sold us today. If it isn't extreme, it doesn't get the same attention or acknowledgement. Yeah. Why did? Why do we certain things trigger us? I'm just asking y'all. This is a real question. I ain't, I'm not. Coming at people, but this is me. Sometimes I've been that. I've been in those two situations. Matter of fact, that's where I got the example from. I watched a guy talk to a woman, crazy, blah, 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 and just she was trying to walk away. He was walking behind her and just giving it to her. Mm-hmm. And I said, "Hey, man, chill." I, and he took her around the corner. I, I didn't intervene anymore after that. Yeah. Didn't feel like I had to. I also seen a man push a woman down, and I went over there and grabbed the man to make sure. That she got away and the whole situation was finished before I even left the scene. Mm-hmm. What was my different difference in reaction and why? Mm-hmm. That's the big part. <laughs> that W word. Why? What was the difference? Something in our minds and how we've been taught to live in this world that we live in. That, yeah, I, I wasn't wrong by... Because uh, I don't, don't want to contradict it. You did right. Yeah. You just didn't finish. Mm-hmm. You didn't do enough of yeah. the right thing, like you said. Because that's what Pastor was trying to get us to unpack with Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the thing he said, and hopefully y'all will understand the story that Pastor used. His Uncle Ben died. If y'all yeah. ever watched Spider-Man the original. Uncle Ben died. The same day Uncle Ben died, the man who robbed and killed Uncle Ben runs right by Peter Parker. Yeah. He was having a tough day that day. Mm-hmm. Then it didn't snap into him that he needed to do something. But it snapped into him when he realized that was the same man ran by me that killed my uncle. Oh, now it's priority. Listen, y'all, because this is the world we live in. Yeah. Hey, and I'm going to go real. Listen, I'm sorry, but Shay, I got to say this. We're talking about these school shootings of people running off in there, but we don't want to talk about gun laws and this, that, and third. But the same people that were supporting gun laws in a prior Black Lives Matter situation Ran off in their kids' school, got serious. Now they want, why did, Why haven't we done something about this? You can't support and then not support. Yeah. You can't be over here and now you're over here. That's the point I'm trying to make with this world. We kind of wishy-washy if it don't apply to us, but you should have a moral and a standard to yourself regardless. And I think that's exactly what I was going to say. I think ultimately when Pastor talks to us about living level three, how can we be more like Jesus, mm. it's about setting a standard. You know, it's about setting a standard for your life. It's about setting a standard for how you treat others. It's about setting a standard for, standard for how you treat yourself, mm-hmm. how you talk to yourself. You know, and I think when Pastor talks about like these different Marvel men and, and pulling out um, characteristics or, or faults in their character, it's to shed light on the fact that that is a reality for all of us. Mm-hmm. And if we don't make knowing ourselves at a very high level the standard and knowing the things that trigger us whether in a good way or a bad way the standard then we're always going to fall victim to the external world Mm -hmm. and we're always going to fall victim to the things happening around us i think like you said like we need to set a standard you know and i think living level three and knowing that god has great things in store for us god has great things in store 
that's coming soon. Mm -hmm. I think all of all of that reminds me that when it hasn't gotten here yet, it's about constantly being prepared to show up my best version of myself. Mm -hmm. You know, it's about constantly being prepared to show up and being excellent and great when the time comes. Mm -hmm. It's about constantly having faith. You got what I'm saying? Like Preach. faith is a it's a lifestyle for me. For us, I would say, like we talk about faith and God on an everyday constant basis because that's what I want our world to be about. You know, I want God to be in the center of it. Mm -hmm. And so that's the standard. So I feel like that's really what all the ties down to. And I appreciate you, man. I don't mean to rough, rustle no feathers. You know I don't, but... It's the good stuff. The tough stuff is good to talk about. Man, I'm so tired of living in a world that's this or that when it's this and that. And mm -hmm. Pastor had to unpack that to me. <laughs> I don't get it. We we look at one situation, that's crazy. Look at another situation, ah, uh, that was nothing. It was the same concept. Mm -hmm. Might be... Uh, in a different demographic, different entity, different venue, but the concept is still the same. And we're acting oblivious, like, no, it's not like that. Death is death. Yeah. <laughs> and I ain't gonna unpack it no heavier than that. Death is death. We gotta stop trying to, well, you know, and I ain't gonna, but that and this ain't that and that ain't, no, this is that that is this mm -hmm. and um i'm gonna go on and throttle down and get down to my last points here thank you pastor Darius, again for this amazing message hey i'm gonna grow regardless <laughs> i'm that flower that's gonna consistently get his water whether these other flowers don't want to get watered or not <laughs> die off then what shana said <laughs> uh, unattended flower oh i'm being attended to you mm -hmm. over there who ain't getting attended to count your days because <laughs> you're going with or away so my last one uh, so we talked about Incredible Hope, Spider-Man, right? So Pastor Darius' last um, Marvel character he unpacked for us as Iron Man. And his um, unpacking of Iron Man was, your success is your failure. And he was speaking from the topic of arrogance. Yeah. And I'm going to make it short and sweet. It's men and it's women out there that think they are gifts to other men and women and partners. Mm -hmm. It's my realistic, practical breakdown for y'all. Stay with me. If nobody wants to be with you, you might not be that big of a gift. And, <laughs> I know, hey, you know where I'm going with this, babe. You might really be that gift. You just might need to come off a different way. You might need to do a, a, um, a self-check. Yeah. Because I ain't saying you could be that same gift and not be receiving it right now, change your way you act, the way you come off, later down the line, your gift becomes, it, it gets received. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Somebody comes and picks that gift up instead of leaving that gift where it's at. Still a gift. If don't nobody pick it up though, it just don't hit the same. So what I unpacked with that, your success is your failure. I can be the best football player in the world, but if nobody wants to deal with me, guess what? You don't get to be the best football player in the world. Yeah. Key player, and I like the dude, Antonio Brown. We all, anybody who knows football, Antonio has had great success, had six great years with the Steelers, and still was successful with the Buccaneers and the teams he, he went to, but has reached a crossroads now where he's so good, but just not a good enough person that anybody's willing to take a risk on him. Yeah. No doubts in their mind that they can win with the guy. Nobody said that. Just not worth the risk of the headaches and the... Uh, only way I can explain it is the toxicity that come with him. Mm -hmm. He's going to make something that's not positive happen. It is, it's his track record. I, I would hope that he gets a chance to 
prove yourself, but like I said, now you have to reprove yourself because you already proven something that people saw. And people gonna take take you for what you put out there. He put it out there, he's gonna reap what he's sown. So that's where what position he's in right now. His success is his failure. Him being so good at football, being not so good of a man, has cost him more than him being great at football can gross him. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, that no, that's a good one. And I think the part about arrogance that Pastor talked about that I really liked was he says it impacts your ability to see. Ooh. He's like, you know, when you're arrogant, you don't have the ability to use the discernment, mm -hmm. you know, and Pastor said that people are rich and poor in all areas, various areas of your life. You may be poor in one area and rich in another. You know, we need to have the ability to see what we can learn from other people. And in order to do that, you can't live in a space of arrogance. Right. And so for me, what really hit about the arrogance was the reference of, you know, I can't use my discernment the way that I would need to if I'm not humble. Mm. And remaining humble ensures that God can use me. It ensures that I have better visibility of what's going on around me. And it ensures that I'm not clouded. And so I thought that part was really my really key takeaway and Pastor talked about Iron Man and arrogance. Yeah, and anybody that's battling with um, arrogance or any of these traits that yeah. whether you can see or somebody has seen them for you and brought them to your attention, man, listen. Take a little time and, and check yourself. For sure. Because like I told y'all, my word for last year and this year again is accountability. We don't take enough of that. Mm -hmm. And I can't say it enough. Every situation comes back around to some um, form of you having to be accountable to you. Just you. Yeah, it entails other people, but your part is based solely based on you. You can handle your part and you can probably clear up everybody else's part if you do your unpacking. That's what we don't understand too. Sometimes we be trying to figure out why the piece, pieces to the puzzle don't fit and why this don't make no sense because we can unpack unpacked our part. When you put your piece in there, then all the other pieces start to fall in line. How do you start a puzzle? You lay one piece down, connect that piece, and that piece shows you what other piece. Come on now, y'all. We make life seem like we don't understand the, what uh, Pastor Unpacked today, the practical teachings that life shows us. Yeah. What is a practical, practical teaching again? Let me go and break it down for you again. Using reality to help understand spirituality or using reality to help understand anything else. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Using realistic situations. If I punch you and I want you to know what pain feels like, I punch you. That's what pain feels like. Ooh, that's pain. Okay, you get it. Come on, y'all. We can apply that across the board, but we're, we're regressing. But the years are progressing. Yeah. It's 2022, but I swear, I turn on the TV and I hear people, I swear I'm back in 96. One thing that I will say that you talk about, you know, um, when you talk about accountability, I think the beauty of it is that you can never do it too much. Mm. You know, there's no harm in taking the time to unpack. Yeah. You know, like there's there's never going to be a point where you're done unpacking. True. There's always something to learn. You know, we remain students of life. And so I, I love when you made your the word of the mm. year accountability because it had me thinking about myself, like the things that I could be different and I can't control other people, nor do I want to. Right. You know, figuring out myself is tough enough. <laughs> but if I can at least you know, recognize the things that I could do differently when I could do something differently, I think that's a win. Man, so that's all I got for y'all today, Shannon. That's all you got? That's all I got, baby. We thank y'all for listening and we hope y'all go unpack this sermon uh, with a friend or with a spouse or with a partner or just to yourself, man. Yeah. Take some time and listen in and, and do some of these 
um, unpacking tips that we uh, give y'all. Thank you again to Pastor Darius and the Change Church for another great message. Y'all go tap into Pastor Darius's message as well. And I'm going to leave you with this. You don't have to prove anything to anyone, but you will always have to prove everything to yourself. God bless. God bless.